broadcasting live to you and yours. It's Weekend Gabe here on Radio 1 Chicago at 610 here on WLUW 88.7 FM. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Radio 1 Chicago. We're there and everywhere. And also visit us at Radio1Chicago.com for all past interviews, new content, uh, reviews, blogs. We got some of our interns that are going to be contributing soon with some of the a young perspective of the uh, Chicago music scene. So it's a very exciting time for Radio 1 Chicago. And later on, Hex and I are going to talk about a recap of what took place on Monday night for our first Radio 1 live sessions that took place here on the Loyola campus in the uh, TV uh, studios department. So it's really exciting times. Uh, but joining us now, a Chicago native, which is always cool to have on the show, Raquel Shelton, who has the new book out there, Dreams Bigger Than Texas, A Story of Purpose, Perseverance, and Growth into Womanhood. She joins us now. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm so good. So glad that you could join us. Uh, I wish you could be in studio, but you know, it, it is what it is. It's all good. I, I was really looking Chicago forward to traffic. I, I know it, it's the worst. I mean, what are you gonna do? But I'm isn't it, are, you should be glad that we're doing this today and not tomorrow when the Cubs Absolutely. are when the Cubs Absolutely. kick off the World Series. So they, it's all good. No worries. We, we, you, you'll make it up at some point uh, later next year. I'm sure. Definitely. <laughs> so but, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Dreams bigger than Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, I read uh, your, your bio, a snippet of the book. Uh, I was, okay. you know, you grew up on uh, Chicago South Side. Talk a little bit about sort of, you know, your book dives deep into that experience growing up in the city and some of the, uh, you know, the, the domestic abuse and some of the harsh realities mm-hmm. and how it shaped you uh, to be the person you are today. Talk about a little bit about why you decided to, you know, go into your history and flesh it out so that everyone can read it and understand and also learn something from your experience. First of all, I'll, I'll say I it's a frightening but excited moment. I do believe our stories free other people, and sometimes, you know, when we share our stories, we let other people know that they're not alone. Uh, my story specifically, you did talk about, um, just growing up on the south side of Chicago, I was raised in a substance abusive home, domestically violent abusive home, um, poverty stricken, and in my household, my mother's thing was, make sure you don't bring any babies in this house, be sure yeah. to get your GED not realizing the GED was minimizing my potential down to a GED. So to be the first to graduate high school and then to go off to college was just noteworthy. It's like, man, I had to share this story. So I think just having some of those humble beginnings definitely created a a beast in me where I wanted to just supersede some of my mother's expectations and things that I saw growing up. And I feel it's important just to share this story. It's a lot of young men, women, and people out there with very similar backgrounds and they need to know that you can rewrite your story and every day is a new opportunity to start fresh you can dream bigger you can uh, defy odds and just shift those cards around that you were dealt well later on you began to get into the chicago public schools with mentoring mm-hmm. and this is something that's been ongoing and part of the um the the violence that's been stemming here in in the city is the lack of opportunities, lack of potential mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. we instill in our in our uh, youth uh, that end up steering them into negativity because they don't have that positive influence. But uh, talk a little bit about like that, like how your experience is now shaping you to the person you are today, and now that you're almost like paying it forward so that the, the our youth of today don't have to feel like there's no positive outcomes, but there is something brighter on the other side. 
Absolutely. I think mentorship is key and exposure. I feel like a lot of the, I know the youth that I worked with in the different communities, even just going downtown was like, oh, that's like a big, different city. And it's like, that's just downtown Chicago. So until they see other individuals that look like them, that may have similar backgrounds and paths, they know that you can strive to be more. So for me, the youth, that's just my passion point. And because of them, I've learned so much. Because of them, I found my purpose in 2009, just tutoring at a, a school on the south side of Chicago. And at that point, it's like, hey, a lot of these kids have the similar stories. They need to know that you can graduate high school. You can go off to college. You can get a master's degree. You can be so much more than what you see. I think until they have that exposure and mentors that can just be very transparent and, and just expose them to different opportunities and different things that are out there. I think that's one of the things that plague our community, lack of resources, um, thing, hopelessness, and, and just not really seeing a brighter vision beyond where they physically are. So until they have mentors and, and people that share those stories, but people that can also guide them and um, just expose them to different things, you know, I, I think that's, that's the key to just kind of shift some of the things we see in our communities. There's a moment in the book where you talk about where you're sitting there. I think it was your your uh, your high school graduation. Uh, okay. Correct me. And you're you know you're you're at this this pinnacle moment in your life where you know you should be so excited and but you're reflecting on your the the past that the negativity and you know those experiences with your mother and uh, the mm-hmm. domestic abuse. Uh, you know, when when you think about those that that moment, like how I guess how, how did you how did you think that you were ever going to get to that moment of success or the mountaintop? Where were there times leading up to that point where you felt like you weren't going to make it, or that you were just going to become you know they always say become a statistic, but that you were there was there ever a moment during that that period of uh, of time leading from the, the the abuse until your graduation? Did you feel like I don't think I'm really meant to be anything more than what people are painting me to be. Absolutely. Uh, Of of course, there are times where, you know, dealing with discouragement or, you know, choosing even feeling guilty for going away to college when I still needed to support at home and and be there at home. So, yeah, there were definitely times where I wasn't sure, where I wasn't certain, but I knew that coming from where I came from, I wanted more. And I think that just brought about this, this, drive that I this unexplainable drive. There's also a hidden character in the book that's called the help and you'll have to get the book to, to know exactly who that <laughs> exactly, character is. Right. And and how that shaped. But yeah, that was this this hunger inside of me, like, man, I don't want to, to be like this. I, I don't want these to be um my my future. I don't want this to be my future. So I am a firm believer in statistics sometimes they're just numbers. You, you statistically that does not have to be your outcome. Um and just working really hard and and being exposed, I just kind of can't say that enough. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, there were definitely times where I, I didn't want to keep pushing. You know, I was discouraged. Or, you know, even in my adult life right now, I'm um, in Atlanta, Georgia, working for CNN. So there are times just based on my perspective or background where I'm like, wow, how did I fool all these people to get in here? You know, just <laughs> having different walks of life. But it's like, no, you you work really hard. You deserve to be there. Um, so the book is just a great tool. It talks, it's, it's very revealing, it's raw, relatable. Yeah. Um, even at the characters of the adulthood, you're with her through different times. So it's a lesson in there for a little bit of everyone. It touches on insecurities, um, just overcoming adversities, um, being driven. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a motivator. You're, you're truly certain to walk away inspired and ignited um, to dream chase. So whatever that it is that is for you. 
um, just kind of sharing that and offering it as a place of motivation. So. You know, and and I think that's uh, that's important too because there's and and you know I think that a lot of this isn't really just designed for for youth or for for adults that but anyone could pick this book up and feel like you know you you've accomplished so much much in your life where you've gone on to uh, get yourself a degree and now you're working at one of the biggest uh, media networks in the in the world and you know there's a lot to learn and to experience from this and and I and the thing that what I love about biographies personally. Is that mm-hmm. sort of that perseverance that you 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 know, which is built into the title of the book? But I, I love those experiences of people overcoming the impossible and making things happen because of just pure will and passion. And and I think that's what a lot of people really need to hear, especially today. It feels like absolutely. I, it feels like there's there. It feels like everyone. And if you get on social media, it feels like the world's going to end. You know, like there's just oh my god. <laughs> yes. So it's it's like it. I feel like until you share those stories, I think right. You know. I'm I'm no one's I'm special in my own way, but we all have something really unique and, and some type of gift or talent that's inside of us. So some people sometimes just need to see other people doing it. And it's like, hey, why can't I write my story? Hey, why can't I start my business? You know, so it's you know, when you look at birds how they fly together, there's one in the front that just kinda of breaks the wind for the other people. Sure. And I think until we are who we're supposed to be, other people can be who they are supposed to be. Because we, you know, each one teach one. We all have something unique to deposit into the next person. No one got to where they are by themselves. So until we be great, we can help other people walk into their purpose. So that's, that's part of the goal, too. Um, I always pair it to if you're a fan of the Pursuit of Happiness, um, the Rocky series, um, Crooklyn, Being Mary Jane, The Wood. So there is nice. definitely a lesson for anyone. It's, it's beyond young people. It's guys girls um and and it's really juicy it's such a great story not because it's my own but (laughs) it's it's an incredible read people can go to dreamsbiggerthantexas.com to get that copy i'm in town for the official release party that is this sunday at mars gallery 1139 west fulton um in the west loop so it's going to be cocktails art music live performances i'll do a little speech there'll be an excerpt museum so it's going to be a really awesome event so if, if you guys are free, um, lock your calendar down Sunday, October 30th, 5 to 7 p.m. Mars Gallery is the official Dreams Bigger Than Texas release party. And you can go to DreamsBiggerThanTexas.com to get that information. And we're on Eventbrite as well. Nice. And we'll share out that information from our uh, Twitter at Radio 1 Chicago so everyone can thank get that you, information. Uh, we're talking with uh, Raquel Shelton uh, about her latest book, Dreams Bigger Than Texas. You're now living in Georgia, which seems to be the common place that many Chicagoans often drift to to, to, oh to, to pursue There's their dreams. community there, yeah. I, I, it's it's a huge magnet for for those uh, who are, are who are striving to be bigger than the city allows them to be. Um, what is it about Atlanta? Do you think that that drives people there? Because I always hear I, there's this there's this saying that the South supports the South, and you don't get that in Chicago too much. Is that really true? I feel like, well, Atlanta, it's, it's first of all, I, for me being in entertainment, a lot of people are moving there. It's like the new Hollywood. Uh, so I guess it depends on your, your field. There's a lot of parties. It's a great space for, like, young, single, independent-type people. So I guess it depends on what you have an appetite for. <laughs> right. I wouldn't say that it's super hospitable or people are more supportive. I think Chicago have a lot of supporters here as well. Um it just kind of depends on what you get into. I'm not sure why people are attracted there. It's also losing its identity because so many people from everywhere is come. It's it's in Atlanta now, so right. it's like 
you know, there it's hard to find true people native that live there, but <laughs> it, it's cool for now. Chicago will always be home. I, I really miss the city. Yeah, so you're you're back in town. So what what is that feeling like every time you return? Is there is there a positive feeling or is it uh, a feel of accomplishment? You know, almost like you know someone returning with the crown. Uh, what, 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 like explain to me, like when you step back into town, what's that feeling like? It's a little bit of all of that. You know, it, there's always time beyond where you currently are. So let's say I, I could ride past an old job where I didn't see myself beyond that moment, you know. Yeah. So to ride past and, and just think like, hey, I'm back visiting this time. So for for anyone, wherever, whatever current circumstance or place you're at, you you will expand and you will grow beyond that moment. Um, so don't get wrapped up in your now. Your now does not dictate your future. I just want to throw that in there. But, yeah, it's definitely that nostalgic, but it's like, wow, I'm back home or, like, um, the, the I forget, the, the prodigal the prodigal child or whatever. So, yeah, I have a little bit of those <laughs> films. And then it's like, wait, that used to be there. I didn't see that grocery store. So, right. in every city's like, revamping and building and stuff like that. But it's a great feeling to be back. Do you do you get a, a warm reception from your family? Uh, or is there a little bit of uh, uneasiness? I, well, Every oh, I'll say people are a little nervous with the book coming out. I do feel like um, the character from The Best Man, two people have already read the book, so people are like, hey, who's in there? Can I get a copy early? So it's one of those things. So people are a little uneasy, yeah. but they're really excited. They're rallying around me. They're supporting me. Um, I also did a Kickstarter at the start of all of this because I am an independent author, and I managed to raise, fundraise like 9000 on the Kickstarter. So I have incredible supporters and backers, and people are People are rallying around, um, so I'm, I'm really excited. So there is a warm, a warm, warm invite. Uh, the times I, I do get a chance to come back home. Yeah, I mean that that has to be a little bit, uh, you know, uneasy because <laughs> you're writing about people that you know, and Absolutely. you know, you know that and you know they're going to read it at some point. And be like, oh, is that right? How, is and it? I still have to live and go to work, and people <laughs> are going to be on page sixty-seven. Like, who is hmm. this person? I didn't know that took place. Uh, I, I do feel like my obligation is greater than my frustrations and fears. I'm obligated to be who I needed to, who I needed when I was growing up. You know what I mean? Um, I know that this story is designed to inspire people and to save and touch lives. So when I think about the bigger picture, it takes away some of the uneasiness. But yes, I, I am a little, <laughs> I am definitely a little, a little, a little nervous, uh, if you will, just nervous about this. Just putting my life on blast. Um, but again, it's for a great cause. No, absolutely. It's called Dreams Bigger Than Texas. I can't wait to get my hands on a copy of it, uh, either digital, physical. I'll I'll find yes. a way to get. My, I'll find and a way I'll to get it. I have to do something really nice for you. Um, I'll, I'll I'll take care of you, Gabe. I'll. Make sure I get something over to you. I appreciate that so much. I, there, there's like tons of other stuff I got to ask you off air, but we'll get into that another time. But thank you so much for finding the time to talk about us. Uh, it's Sunday, Sunday evening over at Mars Gallery, 1139 yep. West Fulton Market. You uh-huh. can meet. Uh, 7 p.m. Exactly. You can get a copy of the book. You can meet the author, you. And then also it's hosted by a friend of the show, No Try Do Sincere. I, I love that guy. That guy's amazing. Nice. So, okay. That's awesome. We we know we know people around here. We get around. Okay. <laughs> we we do well, stuff. Thank you once again for having me. Um yeah, so if you're free, you should come on by as well. I should, shouldn't I? I yeah, I Yes. I, I, I will put it on the calendar and get a babysitter and I will do my best. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Have enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you so much for joining us here on Radio One Chicago. It, thank you guys. Take care. All right, that was Raquel Shelton, who has the new book, Dreams Bigger Than Texas. 
All right, we're going to be back more right here on Radio in Chicago. We're reaching the bottom of the hour. Good times are ahead. Stick around, 88.7 FM.